Welcome to the second bass training podcast. I feel like I should do some sort of like dance or there should be a tune there. Um, <laughs> you get on the news, so put the little intro. Yeah, the little hula. Um, so uh, uh, welcome back for those that uh, have joined us again. We appreciate your, you coming on and listening to us talk about fitness and health. Um Firstly, we're going to introduce ourselves just so you know who's on the podcast. Um, my name is Lee, if you haven't listened to the second one. Um, if you want to find out a bit more about me, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook at Lee Carter UK. Um, if you want to know a bit more about the company and what we do, you can find us at base.training, uh, which is our website, www base.training you can email us at uh, info at base.training but for now i'm going to introduce stefan uh, tell us where we can find you stefan yeah stefan you can find me at coach underscore stefan underscore winder on instagram you can find me stefan winder msc on linkedin you can find me on facebook stefan winder strength and movement coach or you can hit me up on email stefan at base.training Cool. Uh, I'm Will. You can find me on Instagram, coach underscore Will underscore Strathy. You're all lovely people. You could drop me a follow and like a few of my posts, a little self plug. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Will Strathy. Yeah. Email Will at Base.Train. Excellent stuff. Um, so if you want to find out more about us, head over to those pages and uh, drop us a message. So today, our topic of discussion, consistency and adherence, um, arguably two of the biggest factors affecting and and also limiting those individuals that are trying to potentially um, or trying and potentially failing to improve measures of health, um, like body fat, um, strength, cardio endurance, feeling better um, and despite levels of uh, digital applications and fitness and personal trainers people are still struggling out there um, to help increase compliance with their clients um, it's, it's a big it's a, a struggle that we face as coaches um, and it's something that we measure through uh, the use of our application that we use called True Coach. There's a plug there to True Coach. It's a great application. Yes. Yeah, if you're a personal trainer or a coach and you're not using it, then you should be. It's yeah, it's worked wonders for us. Um, and it really helps us improve consistency and adherence with people. So uh, I'm going to come to you, Stefan, first. Uh, but how would you define adherence and consistency? Okay, so I'm going to say that consistency is the ability to con to continue to execute performance and daily habits um, well. Um, and no, I'm going to start that again. I'm going to say <laughs> this is quite a tricky question, isn't it? Because there's a lot of things that really contribute to those factors but i think yeah consistency is the ability to execute uh positive daily habits 
well um, that contribute to a healthy, well-rounded lifestyle. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that on a on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I often I, I heard ages ago, I think as a teacher or something or a tutor in uni, it said you can't when you're defining something, you can't use the word that you're defining in the definition. Yeah, <laughs> you just googled it. The Google definition for consistency is consistent behaviour. Yeah, <laughs> see what I mean? It doesn't really make sense, does it? You're like, yeah, but what's consistency? <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually quite like that. Um, and as I said, it's arguably two of the biggest factors affecting people um, trying to execute those daily habits and lifestyle habits and training habits regularly and uh, for them to improve at them. If they're not being consistent and doing these things on a daily basis for a long period of time, and that's the um, bit I want people to take note of, it has to happen for a long period of time to, for you to see an effect, and to see a long-lasting effect. If you're not doing that, those uh, consistent pieces, then you're going to struggle to get to where you want to be, unfortunately. Um, and there, there is no... There's no quick fix out there. Right? Part of this podcast is to expel truths and unarguable truths. And one of them is that in fitness, things can come quickly, but they don't last. If you want these uh, measures of health and fitness, um, things like losing body fat, if you want that to last for the, a long period of time, then you have to do these things consistently. And these things have to become a uh, a lifestyle over time they're not we're not saying you're gonna you need to chuck all your bad food out and put all good food in on day one um it might just mean swapping a mars bar for an apple for six months and then next six months you swap the uh the can of coke for a glass of water and you do that over time and over years and years and years and we're talking 15 20 plus not one to two you eventually get to where you want to be and in, by that time you've already surpassed where you wanted to be anyway now you're just maintaining um so i kind of answered the question why it's important there didn't i <laughs> so what are the well what are the things that you've come across with your clients um to I suppose one what do they struggle with and two um, in regards to consistency and adherence and two what have you done to help them improve those two factors um, so the first one that probably for, for most people that um, stops the consistency and adherence would be work um, within work comes the travel to work as well so uh, a lot of people we work with will work in office-based uh, places. So they're going in for eight to ten hours a day, sitting down in the office, and they probably have to travel half an hour to an hour a day. They're on back to work, so we're looking at essentially 12 hours of their day it's spent at work. By then, they're probably too tired and too stressed to, to want to go to the gym, um, and that's going to kind of derail their routine quite quickly. They can't manage that time. Uh, well enough, they can't manage their stress to uh, kind of feel like they can go to the gym. Uh, so kind of the role that we have there is to obviously appropriately use their time. That might be part of their fitness routine, much be going for a walk. That can be both 
fitness and stress relief there. Um, so that's kind of the biggest one is work and time taken to travel to work. It's going to derail it. And the second one is just knowledge. And so before people come to us, the biggest thing that kind of stops their consistency is would be their knowledge. They, they don't understand enough about what they're doing to keep in uh, progress. So they would probably stop and give up or do too much to injure them. Obviously, injured, you can't go to the gym, you're going to stop being consistent with that routine. Uh, so it comes down to the knowledge of how we can help them there is, again, provide the most appropriate exercise and volume intensity for them so they keep in progress and it's a, a frequency which is enables them to stay consistent with other lifestyle factors in place so it might only be two two or three times a week so they can manage their time with work lifestyle family and go to the gym in their time as well what have you um, what's been the biggest um, help to you to help those people um, or those clients improve those two factors within some consistency? I have no clue what you just said because you went really, really slow. Slow and fuzzy. Um, so <laughs> I forgot the question now. <laughs> uh, what, what is the, uh, what's been the biggest help to you as a coach? to help improve consistency and adherence in your clients? Um, Is there so, a tool or a specific thing, a strategy that you've used? So with all of them, the, the biggest thing has been actually talking to them. So obviously before we start, we go through our consultation process. We learn about them. We learn about their lifestyle. We learn about them as a human being. We can understand where it's going wrong and we can help them there. Like with the consistency and adherence, it's not necessarily about the program itself, it's about the communication we have with the client um, so we can understand it and then work forwards from there. Um, and obviously, they have to be open to share where they feel it's going on for them and not just kind of wait for us to tell them to do something. Through that communication, they can be a little bit more proactive in saying, okay, so I'm I'm really stressed at work at the moment. Can we kind of adapt the program to fit around that? Um, so the, just communication is the biggest thing, building a relationship as humans, not just as a your coach on the client, tell me what to do, actually interact as human beings. I, I, I think that's a hugely important, important you brought up there, like probably within a a coach-client relationship through communication. Like I've never heard it put that way. Um, like in because it is it usually comes from the personal trainer. You have to stop doing this. A lot of time, it's never coming from the uh, client to say, okay, I need, I'm stressed at work. Something needs to change. I can't go in and smash myself. Um, and a lot of clients don't have that I've worked with don't have often have the confidence to tell myself or coaches that they're working with that. Actually, their their life is really hitting them hard at the moment, and training on top of that is a massive uh, extra. Um, Stefan, more about yourself. What uh, what are the biggest things that you've uh, encountered as a coach, and how have you fixed them? And has there been like a certain tool or strategy that you've used? Um, 
Uh, yeah, very similar to Will, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's, it's always seems to be time is the biggest thing, um, whether that's time dedicated to family, um, either before or after work, time commuting to work, the time they spent at work. Um, yeah, just time seems to be the biggest factor for people. Um, and we, we've seen this affect the fitness industry now as well. Um, like one hour hit passes, like get all the. Whereas we know from a biological perspective that that just doesn't happen. Um, you cannot, I mean, we say it quite a lot, but you cannot cheat your physiology and your biology. So uh, time always seems to be the biggest factor. So yeah, like we were saying, it's, it's being able to have that consultation, that, that in-depth and honest conversation with that person to find out how we can make time available to get what they need so whether that is because they might not necessarily need you know the this hard intense workout they might they might only need 30 to 45 minutes of of low intensity steady state work it's it, so it's really having that honest conversation um and being open with your client about what it what it is they really need um and aligning that with their goals so a lot of the time that's there is a misalignment between their goals and what's needed to help them get to where they want to be so it's helping them identify their true goals so we can align it with what they need to help them get to where they want to be um so yeah massive communication is is required i think and being able and being honest and open and having that reciprocated by your client um to to get to where you need to be Excellent. I um, it kind of reminded me of a point where you talked about the misalignment between goal and uh, behaviours, and it's I found it's the misunderstanding of why people are actually exercising and what fitness is perceived to be used for. Current uh, population, and it's it's perceived to be used as a fix for bad lifestyles, where we personally believe that it's. It shouldn't be that. It should be something that you can live through. Um, and once, if if you have to start with it as a, as a fix for a like bad lifestyle, we need to get out of that as soon as possible. Create the habits as soon as possible, and then live through it as opposed to continuing to um, use it as a fix for a bad lifestyle. And I do believe that a lot of clients come to us misunderstanding of why they're actually training and what the real reason is that they're training because we found it's never to lose weight never to get stronger it's to reduce anxiety um, and a lot of the time people understandable it's sometimes the first time that they've ever formulated that thought um, and we often challenge our clients to make sure that the, they do have alignment as to why they're training. Because once once they have that and they understand the true intent of their training, they can have better alignment between their goals and their priorities. And we believe that priorities are dictated by people's behaviours. So um, if their behaviours aren't matching up, let's say their goal is to lose, to feel more confident. And to do that, they need to lose some body fat and then they go and eat McDonald's every day. Um, we know there's there's some alignment that's not happening there. 
there's a break in the heads. We can, we can pinpoint exactly where that is and then really build a strategy to help that person overcome that uh, behavioural issue or that uh, that that problem, whatever that is. Um, and my my experiences have been pretty similar, uh, sim- similar, similar <laughs> to you guys. Obviously, as we work in the same area, um, I've often found that behaviour and nu- around nutrition has been a big factor to people not being consistent with their training program i found that the training program is the easy part for most people is it's actually easier to go to the gym than it is to choose uh, an apple over a mars bar because with the gym um you you don't get the fix straight away you don't get that hit of uh, goodness chocolatey goodness straight away whereas with a mars bar it feels good as soon as you put it in your mouth, um, whereas an apple or a piece of broccoli doesn't necessarily um, for a lot of people. For us, for me, I love a bit of broccoli or I love an apple, but um, there are people out there that have spent their lives eating Mars bars and growing up with that nutrition uh, habit and that nutrition practice in place. So when it comes to eating an apple, it's actually a, a really tough thing and it's a lot easier to go for the Mars bar than it is to go for the apple. Whereas going to the gym as I said going to the gym that's something that is quite external it's 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 a full-on it's an hour trip out of your day it has to be planned for and it's it's just a something that's easier to commit to and it's the small things like choosing the apple over the Mars bar that are going to make the difference like drinking water instead of having tea all day um, like going to bed half an hour early and not watching the TV right or the, your phone up right up until the moment you close your eyes to try and go to sleep. Those things are hard to do. They're the things that are ingrained into they're the addictive pieces. Um, whereas the gym, it's 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 a it's not easy. It's hard to explain, but it's not easy to do when you get there all the time. But I see it's easier than it is to do the easy things. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, but. I feel like there's a lot of people that will use the gym just to cover up the fact that they don't really know what they're doing or aren't very consistent with their nutrition and their lifestyle habits because it's kind of just passed over the world. Uh, but we know if they are consistent and they really ad- adhere to a, a true healthy, and healthy can just means balance and uh, what works for you, healthy diet, water intake and sleep routine that will accelerate their progress from their exercise program uh, but it can't just be a plaster over the wound great point we're kind of talking about just basic lifestyle guidelines aren't we and it's um trying to get some rhythm into your day trying to make exercise become part of your lifestyle trying to make healthy choices with food become part of your lifestyle doing all these basic things that are the hardest bits to do and it's the it's the 20 odd hours you spend outside of the gym that make the biggest difference to your goal a lot of the time um, as we move closer towards performance then yes the the type of training that you do has a huge effect on you. Um, what we're not saying there is that you can do any training and get fitter from it and it can be random and completely made up and 
just random movement and you will get better um, maybe for the first couple of weeks you can do li literally do anything you want um, but if you want some longevity in it we would argue that there needs to be some form of assessment and measurement some sort of metric to say look that we're going to use to say that you're moving towards where you want to be and then there needs to be some sort of or some semblance of plan and some semblance of consistency within that plan so you might be doing um a variation of a squat for the next six months there's, there's, just because you're doing the same squat for six months it might be because you you still adapting from it trying to throw in loads of different variations and jumps and bounds and things that you're just not ready to express let alone recover from if you are able to express them um is isn't gonna work for you long term and you're gonna dig yourself into a hole and take the wrong direction essentially um yeah i think that's why we call it exercise prescription isn't it because you wouldn't just go to um you wouldn't just start taking you know beta blockers if you've got a cold would you you go to a doctor qualified professional who can give you the, the adequate prescription of drugs the right drugs to fix the problem with the right dose so that's what we try and do isn't it we have that assessment so we know what exercises we need to prescribe to help that person achieve their goals and we provide the adequate dose not too much not too little to stimulate some kind of adaptation again to continue them progressing towards their, achieving their goals and it that's a holistic approach as well it's not just the physical assessment it's the lifestyle and nutritional assessment as well because you've got to look at the whole picture in order to fix the whole problem yeah, it's the it's the downfall of um personal trainers unfortunately is is that you pay for an hour of their time and their time is their their time their day is made up of these individual hours that they get to see people but they don't have uh, any overwatch or watch over is what you are what are you doing on a daily basis what are you doing on a weekly basis um a lot of time it's okay i'll see you in two weeks time and that's the last you hear from them and that's not a necessarily a problem um it's just not a complete program it's not complete uh um yeah it's, it's not complete whereas I'm going to big us up a little bit and kind of how we operate um, is we will speak to you uh, on a monthly or weekly basis, whatever you need to talk about your lifestyle factors, to talk about your nutrition um, actions that are in place currently and how we might change them or adapt them or leave them as they are to help you get to where you want to be over long term. And then through training, we're going to give you exactly what you need mixed in with a little bit of what you want and teach you how to fish as opposed to just le leading you to the stream and giving you a fish um, you're going to have to think for yourself you're going to have to go into the gym and switch on as opposed to switch off um, which is, which is I, I used to do it yeah, yeah i'll go to the gym i just want to switch off in here no we, we, you actually need to be focused and understand that your technique is important this is going to carry over to the next session and the next session and the next day and the next uh, job in your life and the next kid that you have um 
all of that stuff is going to carry over so you can't go in and switch off um we we need you to actually focus in there um whereas in a personal training setting or group class setting you're just going to be led and instructed um only the the resilient ones and the uh the more intelligent maybe the more intelligent ones or the perceptive ones will pick up things the ones that are actually interested in fitness and have a passion for it outside of just exercising uh, will start to pick up these things and start to teach themselves essentially um those that don't and that's completely fine uh, you don't have to understand the how atp and energy is made in the body to have a good uh, healthy lifestyle um <laughs> but understanding at least the role of energy and uh and how that interplays with your day-to-day uh, actions and your day-to-day life it's going to impact upon your goals and if you're just being led and there's no semblance of uh movement towards autonomy then you're going to struggle when it comes to that kind of 18 month mark when it comes to the two three four year mark um and you start to stop seeing the gains that you first originally experienced so how can how can a client improve what things can a client do to improve consistency and endurance whether that's uh, like let's say they've, they've started uh an exercise program they're on their own they haven't got a trainer or anything like that and they're starting to see that they're not being as consistent as they once were because the, the maybe the motivation motivation has dropped um and you get the idea so what things can they be doing who wants to go first itching to go <laughs> i think you said for someone with an exercise program thoughts but like you have to have a plan if you don't have a plan you've got nothing to be consistent and adhere to if you're just going to the gym you're doing these random classes then maybe you go to the gym do some bodybuilding type exercise and the next time you go in spend 60 minutes on the cross trainer you might be consistent in the fact that you're going three to four times a week but you've got nothing to be consistent with you've got nothing to adhere to because it's just random you can't adhere to randomness because there's nothing you can't be consistent with randomness because the the volume the intensity is just not consistent it's not going to progress so unless you have a plan and it doesn't have to be written by one of us you just have a plan you can be consistent and add that here to it um yeah if you have the plan that starts to go um you, you need to understand why you're doing it and you need to kind of realize where where it's falling down like you can't say you've got four days a week but you've realized you're only going to twice a week what what is causing you to miss those two extra days uh, maybe it's work okay well i need to kind of realign my goal with my current lifestyle situation realize i can only go to the gym twice a week my plan is now to go twice a week and i'm going to be consistent with that until i can change it um, so just kind of realize where the pitfalls are and it might may involve a conversation with a professional maybe someone at base training they'll be able to help you yeah just understand where it's falling down and realign your goals with your current situation um i think you've just nailed it <laughs> really there uh, uh the only bit i could i, I want to make a joke about is can you be consistently random 
don't know. Is that possible? Are they two counteracting ideas? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, is that an oxymoron? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's an oxymoron? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting deep now. It's getting deep. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like it. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Stefan, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, like Will literally, like you say, he's just hit the nail on the head there, isn't he? Um, but yeah, it's just to reiterate, really. It's just, um, it's a quote that I, I quite like. It's like, you have to find your why. So like, why do you want to exercise? Or why do you want to change? Why do you want to go on a diet? If you don't have your why, then what's the point? Like, why put yourself through exercise if you don't enjoy it? Why restrict yourself by a thousand calories a day or cutting out fat? Like, why do that if you don't enjoy it? Um, we have to eat and move for our entire life. That's how we survive. That's how we thrive. So if these things aren't necessary for you to be able to function well in your job and your, your daily life, then why change it? Um, but if it is for a specific reason, then find out what that reason is, whether that's to stay fit and healthy to keep up with your your new chip, your new young-born children, whether that's to improve your your function on a daily basis in work, to optimize your your capacity to work throughout a day, whatever that reason is, write it down, stick it somewhere, you're gonna see it every day, whether that's on the mirror when you're brushing your teeth, and whether that's in your diary on the front page, whether it's on a sticky note on your laptop, on your desk. Put it somewhere you're going to see it every day so you don't forget. And yeah, and everything else we all said. Just um, And if you struggle with that, then seek help of a professional that can help you with that. Yeah. I, I, I like at a point you kind of alluded to is if you don't understand why you're doing something, what, then why are you doing it? Um, because in this day and age, we don't have to exercise to live a longish life to live a quality life and a fulfilled life, then exercising or, or movement in general has to be part of that to live a higher quality life. Um, and I've got a quote is, medication non-adherence for patients with chronic diseases is extremely common, affecting as many as 40 to 50% of patients who are prescribed med medications for management of chronic conditions. And out of those 40 to 50%, 40 to 50% of those won't take those medications so like <laughs> it's, it's quite a confusing one um it, basically breaking that down is those that are prescribed medications for life-saving and uh or most of the time chronic conditions 40 to 50 percent of those people don't take them anyway so we understand the battle that people are taking um even if you're like life's threatening illnesses aren't enough to motivate us a lot of the time so we have to uh, have a reason to do to do movement each day whether that's going out for a walk whether that's buying a dog to go out for a walk every day um that that might be it that might be what you need and just enough for what you need as that walk again it's even easier it for, you go for longer you do another walk in a day and you just improve or increase by a tiny week on week month or month where eventually that walk now run the dog soup of your living healthier lifestyle and a more quality lifestyle 
that has impact on everything else um, because medication can keep us alive for a long time these days and it's kind of it's a gift and a curse at the same time um, and we're talking I was listening to a podcast on the weekend about um, it's called the infinite monkey cage and they talked about antibiotics and by 2050 we're going to be living in an in an antibiotic a uh, an antibiotic resistant society so the antibiotics that you might get for the common cold and flu aren't going to work if we keep going down the way we're going so there has to be a shift in the mindset from this cure idea to an idea of prevention um, along with the cure so we can find some balance so that you don't need the medication and you don't have to worry about the adherence to it and that you're just making um, movement and exercise part of your day somehow but as Will, uh, Stefan mentioned understanding why you're doing it is going to keep you doing it keep you doing it um, for me I do it as a um, it's, it's, it's a, I, I, do I know why I do it it's just part of my life now um, I do it to keep fit and healthy I don't want to be in a state where I'm in pain every day or struggling to do things that I want to do, like go and climb a mountain. If someone says to me, do you want to go and climb Kilimanjaro? Yep, cool. I want to be able to say and do that without having to go, okay, what, what's the 10 year long plan to get me there? Um, I can go, okay, cool. I might need a year to prepare for that. Let's go and do it. Um, we're in a good base level of fitness. Um, yeah. Why do you guys, why do you guys uh, train? kind of gone off the topic but <laughs> i mean i do it um because like i said i i know and understand the benefits of physical activity um like yourself lee it's been a part of my life ever since i was been able to walk um been involved in team sport ever since i was you know three i think no four years old so yeah it's just part of my life um i enjoy it and like i said i just like to be prepared for anything so if someone said to me oh do you want to go do a tough mudder in a few months time like brilliant yeah i'm ready to go um or if someone calls like the season's not far off season starts in september for rugby if a mate said do you want to come play rugby this weekend yeah let's go play maybe obviously you have to brush up on the skills do a little bit of ball handling work a bit of tackling stuff like that you know, the specifics but in terms of general physical preparation i'm able to perform well on a daily basis so i can do that physically and mentally um and i just like the feeling of exercise as well i like the endorphin rush that you get it's all natural you can't beat it um yeah that and that that's my why i just i i enjoy it because it's been consistently a part of my life for such a long time and it's just it's part of my identity what about yourself will um so we're basically the same i've been doing sports activity since I was four or five years old. Uh, that's where football and sports outlets just evolved into going to the gym and I enjoy it now. If I don't have anything to do, I find myself training of some sort. It's usually like last night, didn't have anything to do, so I went for a swim. Um, but having the ability to just to do stuff uh, relatively impulsively, like earlier this year, done the half marathon, didn't do a single run beforehand, but finished a half marathon, I mean, it pretty much sucked, but I'd done it because I had the, like, the physical capacity to do a half marathon. 
Um, and I know that if I don't do it now, and if I don't continue to do it for the rest of my life, I will be old and decrepit. And I don't want that. And I'd hate it if I was like that. So knowing that if I put some work into my, my body, like, it will help me be healthy when I'm old. It's interesting, isn't it? Look, we get a lot of clients that come to us with very short-term whys, but eventually if, if they stick with it and do it properly and, and do the things that we talked about, like, um, have a plan that you can actually to stick to and be con- or adhere to and be consistent with. Eventually, those short-term whys become long-term whys, and a lot of time it does just move towards I want to be fit and active when I'm older, um, and th- those short-term ones just disappear, and it's now part of my life. So, well, wh- why wouldn't I do it? That is my why. Why? Why is why is it you exercise? Well, why wouldn't I? That is enough of a reason to keep someone going to the gym. It doesn't have to be this huge why anymore, um, because it is now, it is now the Mars bar in their lifestyle. In their life, it's, they they choose the Mars. They choose a healthy choice over the less healthy choice. Um, yeah, uh, great discussion. I think there. Um, yeah. Any As George Michael said, choose life. <laughs> life. <laughs> excellent um so i think we will end it there uh, as a good chat a good uh, if you enjoyed this guys um then head on to po- the podcast app give us a five star rating we'd really appreciate it um as that helps us get our information out to people and it helps us um, um help people if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast or in discussion points things that you're struggling with um you want a tip on something then drop us an email um, or at info at base.training with that with your name so we can um uh, say thank you or just you don't have to leave your name It'd be great if you do um or drop us a message on instagram or one of our personal instagrams and we'd be happy to discuss these uh, the topics that you're facing uh, the challenges that you're facing out there maybe maybe help you to move forward with them but until that time be sure to tune in for our next podcast. We're going to aim to release them on a weekly basis. Um, we've got to be consistent and adhere to that. Uh, we have a plan. We've got a few recorded already. So, um, yeah, be sure to tune in for next time. Until then, peace out.